Welcome to the War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. Well, we continue with our special episodes around Black History Month. And the war offered opportunity as well as challenges to many black Americans. And today's episode tells a story that's just uh, truly inspiring, and I hope you enjoy it. So here, from November 26th of 1944, is Parachutes for Democracy. With the sweep and fury of the resurrection, there's a new world a-coming. And every Sunday at this hour, WMCA, in cooperation with the Citywide Citizens Committee on Harlem, brings you a series of vivid programs on Negro life, based on the theme of New World A-Coming, the title of Roy Otley's book. Today, the true story of the first Negro-owned and managed war plant, written by Joseph Gottlieb and Mitchell Grayson, starring one of America's outstanding young actors, Canada Lee, in a drama titled Parachutes for Democracy. Produced and directed by Mitchell Grayson. This is the story of a young American Negro, Skippy Smith, and what happened to him in the town of San Diego, California. It's also the story of democratic attitudes and relations between races which have taken root firmly in San Diego, largely through the dynamic efforts of this one man, Skippy Smith. For instance, in San Diego's housing project, the renting agent will tell you... Yes, we do have rooms for all people in this federal housing unit. Color is no barrier here. And we're glad you took the job at Skippy Smith's plant. A policeman directing traffic on a street corner tells a young lady... Why, yes, ma'am. I'll uh, tell you how to get to the Pacific Parachute Company. You cross the street, then you walk three blocks south down that way. You turn to the right, and you'll find it there in the middle of the block. Thank you, officer. Oh, that's all right, ma'am. Glad to help you. Gosh, Maisie, wasn't he a friendly policeman? We should have had Negroes on the San Diego police force long before this. At a dinner given in Skippy Smith's honor, an elderly gentleman rises to speak. As president of the Merchants Association of San Diego... I want to say this to you, Skippy Smith. We're grateful that you came to San Diego and settled down here. You have done more for this town than any other individual in the last ten years. We're proud of you. We're proud to call you San Diego's own. Yes, the story of Skippy Smith is the story of San Diego's happier way of life today. But to begin, six years ago, when Skippy Smith was only 24, he left his home in Birmingham, Alabama, and came to California with 98 cents in his pocket looking for a job in an airfield. Instead, he wound up at... Yes, this is the Pullman Company. What kind of a job are you looking for? Anything. I need work. Can you use a broom? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can. Okay. Your name? Skippy Smith. How much education have you had? College graduate. Tuskegee Institute. 
My father's an instructor there. Mm, all right, I guess you'll do. Report tomorrow at the railroad yard. Hey, Skippy! Lay off that mop and pail for a while, will you? You kill yourself working so hard. What'd you say, Jack? Slow down. You're going to kill yourself. <laughs> Gosh, I've never seen anyone work as hard as you in my life. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, why do you do it? Well, Jack, did you ever hear of a word spelled with five letters that can get you anything you want if you have enough of it? Say, what are you talking about? Money, Jack. Money. If I keep working 13 more hours overtime, I'll have enough money to make a down payment on my first flying lesson. Flying lesson? That's what I said. That's the reason I came out to California in the first place. You want to be a flyer? Uh, I know this is a roundabout way of doing it, but this mop and pail business won't last much longer. <laughs> is that why you've been skipping all your lunches and suppers these last few days? That's it. <laughs> You're going to cave in if you don't eat regularly, Skippy. Not cave in, Jack. Build up. Build up to a better job. What, fly? Do you think some big airplane company is going to give a Negro a job as a flyer? I don't know. But that's what I'm interested in finding out. Okay, Skip, okay. Hey, you're coming along swell. Thanks, Tommy. You know, you're a good instructor, Tom. Uh, you take the flying like a baby to a teething ring. Oh, I love pilot. planes. I love planes. And this ship of yours, Tommy, is a beauty. Oh, see, you've had a half a dozen lessons with me. I think you're a first-rate guy. But, Skip, I want to tell you something straight from the shoulder. Would you take a word of advice from me? Sure, Tommy. Spill it. Skippy, you know, even after you get a pilot's license, it'll be plenty tough for you to get a job. And tough is putting it mildly. Well, what do you suggest, Tom? I'll give up the idea of flying. Unless you become a millionaire and you want to take it up as a sport. Then what you're telling me is that Jim Crow is even up in the sky. Is that it? Well, you see, I sound out a couple of the men who do the hiring at the major airlines. I, I told them about you. I asked them if there'd be a chance, just, just a chance of you're getting a job. And? What'd they say? Skippy, I say get out of flying. Get into something else. Take up jumping, parachute jumping. Yeah, sure, that is a dangerous business. It doesn't matter who risks his life, a white man or a black man. But at least you'll be doing something connected with flying, see? If you like it that much. <laughs> it's pretty tough being a Negro, isn't it? I know how you feel, Skippy, but I had to tell you, fella. I thought it was the only fair thing to do. Oh, thanks, Tommy. Only a real friend would have had the courage to give me the lowdown the way you did. I appreciate it. Well... What do you do now? Take your advice. Go into parachuting. I don't blame you for feeling bitter about it. But one thing, Tommy. If ever I do anything in the world, anything worthwhile or important, I won't be bigoted against any group of people. I'll prove that it's possible for all people, regardless of race or color, to work together. <laughs> Dear Tom, since you gave me that bit of advice about flying, I guess you know that I've become a pretty successful barnstormer, an acrobatic jumper. Altogether, I've jumped 154 times, 
And each time I've been lucky. So far. But I don't think my luck will hold out forever. What happened at Pearl Harbor the other day made me decide to quit jumping and take a job in Colonel Fauntleroy's parachute factory as a packer. If ever you fly out this way, Tommy, you know I'd more than like to see you. So please look me up, won't you? Sincerely, Skippy Smith. What are you doing around here, boy? They told me to report here this morning. I'm supposed to be a packer. Well, somebody must have made a mistake. Here, take this broom and get to work. They told me at the office that I was to start here as a packer. Huh? If you don't like that, you better see them about it. I'll see them, all right. What do they think they're doing around here? Uh, what's the matter, Sam? Why, look at this. See what they're trying to do? They told us. This guy to report for work here, in this department. How do you like that? Ah, don't get so excited. Come off it. Don't tell me what to do. Listen, Sam, I don't care what you do, see? Things are different now. There's a war on. Get that through your head. Just didn't declare war on you and me. They're fighting all of us, the blacks and the whites. And all of us are fighting back. So what are you proving? Just say, the colored boy can help to fight the war. There's no reason why one of them can't work here. It's all the same to me. Making parachutes is the same as fighting. Okay, have it your way. Go ahead and show them around. Thanks, mister. I sure appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Forget it. Can't stand when guys start talking like Hitler. Come on with me. I'll show you what goes. Hey, Skippy. Skippy. Yeah, Harry? I just came from the boss's office. They complimented your work. And they said you rate a promotion. If you'd like to become a drop tester at higher pay, it's yours. If you want it. If I want it? Sure, when do I start? You've done it again, Skip. You've done it again. What are you talking about, Harry? Your work's been terrific. The boss says you can have a fling on the production line with another increase in pay. How's that? How's that? It's great. Okay, Skip. Okay, you deserve it. Huh? I said you deserve it. Yeah, but what are you talking... Listen, there never had been a Negro in this plant as an inspector. And that's your new job. Me? Inspector? Yep, Skippy. We're almighty proud of you. Oh, thanks, Harry. Gee, this is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. And of all days for it to happen on, it couldn't have been better than today. What do you mean? Well, you see, Tommy, one of my best friends, Tommy Palmer, flies coming down to San Diego today and... This piece of news is going to bowl him over. You see, Tommy, I was just lucky. <laughs> lucky, my foot. You worked hard to get all those promotions. Yeah, Tommy, sometimes this has happened. You mean some more good news? Well, well, it's just an idea. But, but, but I got my heart set on it. You've always had ideas, Skip. Go, go, go ahead, spill it. Now, look, Tommy. Now, don't come on me an idealist or a crackpot. But, look, I want to open a parachute factory myself. And I want to open it right here in this town. Why? You're doing swell enough now. Okay, I agree, but the country needs more parachutes. And they're looking for more companies that can turn the stuff out. I think I can do it. And what's more, I can fulfill an idea that I always had in the back of my mind. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, well listen, Tommy, now... Now, look, look. 
What would you think of a factory that went right here in this city that had no discrimination policy for anyone? A place where Negro and white would be given equal opportunity to work for the war effort. And where the only thing that would count would be merit. If you can do the job, that's all that's necessary. Tell me, what do you think? That's a good idea, Skip. You know, it takes money to open a factory. You're going to get the money. Yeah, that's a big question. Oh, but I've got a few ideas where I can try. Uh, Skippy, i got to give you credit. Boy, you're certainly on the ball. Well, well. <clears throat> so you want to become a competitor of mine, eh, Skippy? Well, not exactly, Colonel Fauntleroy. I... I want you to give me a subcontract to make pilot shoots. Mm, what kind of a setup you have? Uh, right now, all I have is an idea. Of course, I have a little money that I've saved, enough to rent a floor in some building and get some machines. But, but if I had some assurance of business, uh, a good order or two, then I think I could swing it. You know, Colonel Fauntleroy, you know I know how to make shoots. I make them your way, and that's what you want. Well, that's all very true, Skippy. But even after you get set up to manufacture, you'll need money to operate. You'll have payrolls to meet and lots of other expenses. How are you going to manage that? We'll have to raise the money somehow, somewhere. Well, Skippy, if you can get the money, uh, plant and machinery, I'll give you the orders. But remember, orders are sometimes easier to get than money. I don't know, Mr. Smith. I don't know. You see, we've had several offers for that floor space, and, well, I don't think it's available now. Uh, we'd be glad to sign a lease, Mr. Smith, but um, our client requires substantial references from a well-known businessman. Now, machinery's very scarce, Mr. Smith, and we have to think of our older customers. Oh, those machines are not for sale. There are samples. But we'd be glad to take your order for delivery, say, in about, uh, eight months. We prefer to make loans to bona fide businessmen with some record of accomplishment. Eddie Anderson? Mm-hmm. I've come to you as a last resort. Ah, come now. Take it easy, Skippy. Take it easy. <laughs> You've got plenty of time. Tell me the whole story. Now start from the beginning. What's on your mind? Well, here are the plans for the parachute factory. Everything is on paper. I finally managed to get a building from one renting agent, mm -hmm. and, and I've signed a bill for sale of a couple of thousand dollars worth of machinery. Oh. Uh, do you have the money to pay for this? No. No, not all of it. Only part of it. Uh-huh. And you've come to me for some of the money. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, you're one of the few Negroes out here on the coast who can help me financially. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I know a lot about radio shows and show business, thanks to Jack Benny for that. You see, I'm Rochester on his program. I know his shows backwards and forwards, <laughs> but I don't know nothing about this passion. Eddie, factor. Eddie, listen. Listen to what I'm trying to do. Oh, yes, son, I'm listening. Well, very simply... I want to make parachutes for the war effort. Uh -huh. I know about parachutes, and I'm sure I can make them 100%. But, uh -huh. but, but my idea is bigger than that. 
I want to run a plant where people of all races and colors can get work. Where there'd be no discrimination because a man or a woman is white or black. Where there'd be no question asked as to your nationality. Whether you're Mexican, Chinese, Irish. Where Jews and Christians can work side by side. That's my idea, Eddie. And I want to prove that it can be done. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. You want to prove that in this parachute factory? Yes. Sounds terrific to me. Uh, Let me see those papers again, son. This is it, Eddie. The whole factory. Machinery, all the equipment, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not very big, is it? No, but it's complete. All that it needs is money to make the wheels go around. How do you feel about it, Eddie? How do you feel? It looks all right on paper. But listen, the most important thing, Skippy, is the idea behind it. I'm willing to invest my money in something as big as this. Then you'll back me, Eddie? <laughs> back you, son? Look here, I'll give you a check for the full amount tonight. Go on, son. Go out and show the world that all kind of peoples can work together. All right, all right, all right. Take it easy, please. There'll be jobs just as we advertise. Everybody will have an equal chance, Negroes and whites alike. We want machine operators. If you can do the work, there's a job for you. Now, please stand in line. You'll all be interviewed. Skippy! Say, Skippy! Colonel Fauntleroy. Gosh, it was swell of you to come over here. Yeah, I wanted to find out how you were doing, Skippy. Oh, gee, I think it's going to be all right, Colonel. There's a big response to the ad. I see you have all kinds out there. Negroes and whites. Yeah, and I wish we could take them all on. But right now, all we need is 16. (laughs) We ought to be able to get that many good workers out of that crowd without discrimination. Well, now, make sure of them, Skippy. If they're good, the work will be good. And there'll be more orders coming your way. Colonel Fontleroy, I don't know how to thank you enough for that. And I'm going to show you, too. You put your faith on a sure thing. Just give us a little time. Smith, I have those figures you wanted. Good, good. I've been waiting for them, Bob. Well, this is for last month. See, there's a 12% increase and no rejects again either. Gee, that's swell. Now, how about those machines on the third floor? Are they working yet? Yeah, I got them working this morning. Now, the drive wheel on the shaft is frozen. Oh, and, and by the way, we, we put four new girls to work in the new section this morning. Two whites and two negroes. Good, good. We certainly needed them. Yeah, things are gone great, aren't they? Better than ever I hoped for, Bob. It's only been a year, but what progress. And, Bob, let me tell you, you've really done wonders for us. <laughs> Thanks. Just doing my job. You know, it's swell working here. Everybody cooperates. It's, it's like a team. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way we wanted it to work out. Oh, Bob, before you go, I, uh, yeah. I want to show you something. I, <laughs> I wanted to keep it as a surprise, but I can't keep it to myself any longer. Huh? Here. Here, read this letter. I think it'll make you kind of proud. Yeah, let's see. The War Department, Washington, D.C. Dear Mr. Smith, we are happy to inform you that the Pacific Parachute Company, because of its excellent record in the production of pilot parachutes, has been considered eligible for an E award. Hey, hey, that's us. That's right, Bob. Gee, that's something. An E award for us. Yes, Miss Roberts. 
Mayor's on the phone, Mr. Smith. Uh, put him on. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Skippy, I just got a letter from the War Department about your plan. They say they're going to give you an E award. I want to congratulate you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Now, listen, Skippy. There's going to uh, be a big show. They're going to send a three-star general down here to make the presentation. So I thought it'd be a great idea to make a big celebration of it. You know, put on a real show with music and flags and speakers and all the rest of it. How do you like that? I think it's wonderful, Mr. Mayor. Okay, then. It'll be a week from today. I'll call you again about the details. tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that as an officer of the United States Army, it has been my privilege to travel throughout this great country. And nowhere have I seen the devotion to democracy that exists within the four walls of the Pacific Parachute Company. There is harmony here. Six racial groups work together harmoniously, all working together like our armies on the battlefield. The city of San Diego may well be proud of the moving spirit behind this fine example of democracy. It may proudly salute Pacific's president, Howard Skippy Smith, for judged by cold statistics alone, his ideals have accomplished almost unheard of progress. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pride that I, as a representative of the Army and Navy of the United States, present to you, Mr. Smith, and your fine employees, the Army and Navy E Award. Ooh-wee! Mm. It's been a pretty exciting day, hasn't it, Skippy? It sure has been, Eddie. Uh, Skippy? Just between the two of us. Away from the crowd. I think you ate a toast. Oh, no. Yeah. I'll pour a little wine into your glass and a little into mine. Now, look, Eddie. You're not going to make a speech, too, are you? Hmm. Why not? You deserve it. And no one's got a better right to have than I have. I should be the one to make one for you. Because without your money, this parachute factory would have been only a dream. Listen, Skippy. Money is nothing. Nothing compared with the idea you brought to this factory. And to this whole town. Yeah, I had the money. But you had the idea of getting Negroes and whites to work together like friends. <laughs> that, son, is something money cannot buy. Well, it's one of the things I believe in, Eddie. No color barriers anywhere. Mm-hmm. That was my sentiments, exactly. And, Eddie, you deserve a lot of the credit. No, Skippy. I did nothing to give this town the brand new feeling it's got. The kind of spirit that he, that's here is something you brought to it. This is my toast to you, Skippy. And I know that every American kid overseas that comes down in one of your parachutes will make a safe landing. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks. Today's program, Parachutes for Democracy, was written by Joseph Gottlieb and Mitchell Grayson and starred Canada Lee in the role of Skippy Smith, 
The part of Eddie Rochester Anderson was played by Andrew Pendleton. Members of the cast included Sanford Bickert, Joseph Bolin, Richard Coogan, Harry Davis, Alan Devitt, Isabel Martin, and Fred O'Neill. Music by James Lazito was conducted by Jerry Sears. The theme song was composed by Duke Ellington. This program is based on the theme of New World A-Coming, the title of Roy Otley's book, and is produced and directed by Mitchell Grayson. Next week, New World A-Coming will present the dramatic story of the United States Army Air Force 99th Fighter Squadron, an all-Negro unit of combat fighter pilots, which established for itself a truly brilliant war record in the European theater of operations. If you'd like to attend a broadcast of New World A-Coming, you may obtain tickets by writing to WMCA... New York 19, New York. This was a public service feature of WMCA. This is America's leading independent station. Welcome back. Well, again, uh, just a remarkable story and a surprising role played by Eddie uh, Anderson in this. I knew that he, uh, after uh, Benny's show went off the air on television, that he lived off of his investment income. But I didn't know this was one of the type of investments he made. And you just have to admire the tenacity of Skippy Smith to really push through a lot of obstacles to see this sort of goal happen. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.